Welcome to it, the Pure Opelka podcast for this Tuesday. And uh, a tough Tuesday for many of us in the media because we're trying to find the right way to handle the news when the big story yesterday, the tragic killing of six innocent people in Nashville by a uh, mentally deranged individual whose name I do not want to say because that will give this person the eternal notoriety they desire. They're dead now, and they don't deserve anything but our scorn and derision after taking the lives of six innocent people, three of them adults, three of them precious little children, for God's sakes. And it's heartbreaking, yes, but it's also not what the left is telling you. The reasons for this, I don't know if we're ever going to get the full story because the craziness around the individual who opened up on these six now deceased folks, the craziness will suppress the full story being told by the mainstream media. Why? Because this person was a transgender individual. The person, the killer, now dead, thank God, trans apparently a biological woman who identified as a man. Another example of some instability between the ears. And Benny Johnson points out that the Colorado Springs shooter identified as non-binary. The Denver shooter identified as trans. The Aberdeen shooter identified as trans. And now the Nashville shooter identifying as trans. Should we be looking at transgenderism as a gateway to terrorism, to mass murder? Wouldn't that be something that should be brought up? Maybe there's a problem with the drugs that are being given to people who are trying to transition. I'm just saying, rather than support the identity that this person wants to be that maybe we should look a little deeper and see if there are problems rooted deep within that person. Just really, really a troubling situation. Yes, we know, we know, we know how the left is going to handle this. I can already predict. They're going to focus on the guns, not on the person. Guns don't get up and walk out and go shoot people. People do that. And if you can prevent mentally ill people and criminals from getting their hands on guns, guess what's going to happen? We're not going to have as many of these situations. The other story that that the left seems to forget about is they're all now latching on to this. Well, now guns are the number one killer of young people in America. Well, did we forget about the opioid crisis? Did we forget about the tens of thousands more people who were killed by opioids than by guns in this country? Has that suddenly been forgotten? Yes, because they don't want to stop the opioid crisis. They don't want to stop the fentanyl coming into the country. But the numbers are out there. The facts are out there. All you have to do is want to be curious and look them up. But the left doesn't want to do that. This is a, a uh, an election issue they can latch onto and fundraise onto. 
The strangest part for me was not the media response, but it was the presidential response to all of this yesterday. It was the absolute bizarre response from Joe Biden. Of course, Joe Biden went after the uh, gun agenda and he wants he wants assault rifles banned. And and I'm an owner and a supporter and I believe in training. I believe in safety. And I also believe in the Second Amendment. So I don't think Biden's going to get very far on this one. He'll get a little traction initially. But after the Nashville shooting, Joe was in the White House and there was an event going on. A women's small business summit was happening in one of the White House rooms, one of those big ballrooms they have. And Joe came down because he wanted to talk about this. But he came down and made a very bizarre statement. This is what our president said when he walked into that room. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. Now, that's just bizarre because everybody in that room's got their phone with them and everybody in that room knows what's going on and there's been a mass shooting. You come down and you tell jokes and then he tried to spin it towards his push to ban assault weapons. In this situation, reportedly had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47s. No, they weren't AK-47s, so get it right. But, you know, he, he's not much on accuracy, is he? But let's let him continue. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. It's about time that we began to make some more progress. But there's more to learn. But I just wanted to send my uh, concern and hearts out to so many parents. My concern and hearts out to so many parents. Why can't you say prayers? Why can't you say that, Joe? Why can't you make that statement? You claim to be a good, strong, practicing Catholic. Why can you not say prayers? Is there something about the word prayers that is a problem? And after he made the push... Then uh, he talked about the chocolate chip ice cream. He got creepy, too. Got really creepy. It it really got weird at the end. He got confused, I think, as he was wrapping up uh, his address. But first of all, after he talked about the push to ban the assault rifles, he went back to talking about ice cream. Plus Jenny's splendid ice cream. (laughs) By the way. By the way, it is splendid. It, it, you think I'm joking. If I were allowed to take you upstairs, you got a whole freezer full of Jimmy's chocolate chip ice cream. And the creepy whisper comes in. Jenny's chocolate chip ice cream. Is it that good? Maybe we should sample it. But then as he left, they played a little music and he started wandering off picking up the microphone as the music was playing him off it got even more confusing it was downright scary I guess 
that's the get out of here music. I've got to go. But I hope you have a good conference here, and I hope you have a good round table. And uh, there's a little thing going on in, around the world. Anyway, I'm gonna, thank you so very, very much for it. What? What was that? There's a little thing going... That mumbling and bumbling, that's disturbing right there. Conference here, and I hope you have a good yeah. round table. And uh, there's a little thing going on in, around the world. Anyway, I'm going Thank you so very, very much for everything. Okay, that's just weird. That's really weird. And perhaps that's why the, uh, the new polling data out of Monmouth should be so disturbing to not only the president, but to all the Democrats everywhere, the new polling data, that if you look at the pie chart, I know, I know it's not a Venn diagram like Kamala likes, but the preference for Democrat nomination in 2024, and this is a March 2023 poll out of Monmouth University, 30% have no preference. 30% no preference. 25% want Biden to run again. And 44% want Joe to step aside. So you almost have twice as many people who are openly saying Joe should step aside. I know there's still a lot of time left, and, and maybe that that uh, 30% with no preference could swing back to Biden. But it's doubtful. It's doubtful. This is the guy who's really proving every day that he's not that smart. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Well, we'd beg to differ with you on that, sir. Anyway, the press secretary also came out and spoke about the uh, shooting in Nashville. And, of course, is pushing the party line. We want to express the president's appreciation for the first responders and prayers for all the families affected by this shooting. So she can mention that the president's prayers are going to the families, but he can't say it? Hmm. All right, now she's got to push the narrative. While we don't know yet all the details in this latest tragic shooting, we know that too often our schools and communities are being devastated by gun violence. Schools should be safe spaces for our kids to grow and learn and for our educators to teach. That's a great point. And we have already learned that the shooter in Nashville, whose name I will not mention, the shooter in Nashville had planned on hitting a second school. But when the shooter surveilled the second school, there was too much security. Hmm. So security prevented another mass shooting. But we're going to talk about how taking guns away from law-abiding citizens will solve the problem when Guns in the hand of law-abiding law citizens and, and proper security more than likely prevented another tragedy in Nashville yesterday. That's interesting to me. We'll see as the manifesto comes out. There will be more and more on this. I don't want to obsess about it too much because there are other really important stories out there today. Uh, one of them when we talk about the weaponization of government against uh, political opponents, uh, we used to talk about that from the standpoint of the old Soviet Union, where anybody who stood up to the supreme Soviet leader was going to be suspect 
and usually under the thumb of some wing of the Soviet government. And so the story broke yesterday that on March 9th, when uh, Mr. Taibbi, not exactly a, a conservative reporter, Matt Taibbi testified before Jim Jordan's committee on the weaponization of government and talking about Twitter's collusion with the Biden administration. Hmm. On that same day, IRS agents unannounced showed up at Taibbi's doorstep claiming they had issues with his 2018 and 2021 tax returns. Gee, does this feel like intimidation by the government to you? Just what a coincidence, and there are no coincidences. What a coincidence that on the day he's testifying about what Twitter did in colluding with the Democrats, the Biden campaign, the federal government to affect the 2020 election and probably the 2022 election, on that same day, IRS agents show up unannounced at Taibbi's home. Coincidence? I think not. Amazing. Amazing story. I hope somebody faces some sort of pressure for that move. Showing up at a journalist's home unannounced on the day that journalist is testifying before Congress. Do you think that's a little bit of a warning to anybody? Yeah, maybe to everybody. Maybe to every single individual. And then the other story, we have to send out some uh, well wishes to the staffer of Rand Paul, who was stabbed, brutally attacked in Washington, D.C., suspect in custody. And, oh, by the way, the suspect just got out of prison a couple days before. I believe it was for a violent attempt, a violent act. And as I said on Twitter, pay attention to what the other hand is doing. There's a lot going on in the world. We're going to be distracted by the uh, mainstream media's coverage of the shootings and the killings in Nashville. But there's a lot going on today. James O'Keefe's new media company is supposed to drop some some big story today. So watch that. Germany has successfully delivered some of its tanks to Ukraine, to the border. At the same time, Bulgaria has joined Hungary and Austria in its neutrality and won't send any weapons to Ukraine. That should be concerning. And if if we did need to go to war, a report out there says we're only 13 years behind schedule on the production of ammunition for the military. Only 13 years. Just 13 years behind schedule. Why are we not doing the things we know we should be doing? Why? Is there a reason? As I said, pay attention. Keep an eye on what the other hand is doing. I, um, I'm going to be back tomorrow with a, uh, a brand new podcast. And uh, Dr. Michael Royson is going to be joining us for some Wellness Wednesday stuff. I also have some new woke news that I'm going to share with you. And uh, I'll tell you what, today, though, we're going to we're gonna get 
our friend Jim Stovall in here because on days like today, we need a little winner's wisdom. We need a little guidance from our friend, the inspirational Jim Stovall. He joins us next on the Pure Opelka podcast. Our friend Jim Stovall is back with us. Jim, of course, the man behind so many books in the library, more than more than five dozen books that he has written, movies that have been made from those books, the guy behind the narrative television network that helps people who cannot see appreciate movies and TV. And he writes a column every week called Winner's Wisdom. And I will tell you, it's one of the regular intellectual vitamins that I take every week. And I think you should consume it, too. If you go to jimstovall.com, you'll find it. And it's there for free. And then we talk about it almost every week. Hello, my friend. It is great to be back with you. Well, Jim, I, I almost canceled this week because when uh, you open your column with the word maturity, I know I'm going to take a beating right then and there. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm just concerned about, you know, that you use me as an intellectual vitamin. And, uh, you know, obviously we've got a vitamin deficiency here, and I'm very <laughs> concerned about this. You may need to double up. I don't know. Well, if you double up, then that would help me. So maybe you need to start cranking out twice a I, week. <laughs> I, I probably do. But, no, this week we're talking about maturity comes to us when we realize the rules apply to us. And we've got to be real with ourselves. And uh, I call it Stovall's 11th commandment, thou shalt not kid thyself, or um, those that would uh, not appreciate me paraphrasing the scriptures. Uh, we'll go to Mr. Shakespeare, who said, to thine own self be true. And I think we've got to be, you know, you know if we're going to get where we want to go, we've got to be really honest with where we are right now. I mean, it's like when you go to the mall and they have these maps. And it shows all the places you can go. But the most critical thing is the little, the little pointer that says you are here. If you don't know where you are, you have no chance to get to any of these places. Well, as you mentioned, I've written over 50 books and over 1,000 of these columns. And my contact information is in every one of those, millions of books. And, uh, and I, I, uh, I get a lot, of, a lot of calls, a lot of emails. And the number one question is, how do I build wealth? People want to uh, succeed financially. And, and I said, Let, let's start with the basics. If you, if you can master spending less than you earn, saving monthly, regularly, and build up an emergency account, if you can do those three things, and it's not easy. I mean, when you look at spending less than you earn, I mean, we haven't mastered that in Washington. We, our leaders cannot master this, but if we can do that, but then we get into this place where we kid ourselves. People will set a budget, and they'll, they'll say, I'm going to build this up and do this, but the, then they'll call me at the end of the month and say, oh, I, I just couldn't do it this month because um, I had a crisis. I said, well, tell me about the crisis. Well, you know, it's, it's always indefensible. Uh, you know, you, you cannot impeach them. Well, my kid needed a prescription, or I had to go to my mother's uh, uh, hospital side, you know, bedside in, in another state. Okay, those are great, but they never compare it to the things they did in the month. Yeah, but how about the, uh, the night at the casino that you spent, or, or, you know, the night out on the town, or, you know, all the other things. You know, we always compare... The thing we're, we're using to break our own commitments, and we compare it to the best thing. And, you know, we have to compare it to the dumbest thing we ever did. That, that's what you need to do is compare the image of who you want to be, your goal, to the dumbest thing you did, and see how that feels. 
And, uh, you know, if you're not investing in your retirement fund this month because your kid needed a prescription, that's valid. But you also went to the casino or you also, uh, you know, spent a fortune eating out or your Amazon order or whatever it was. So we, we've got to be real. We've got to be honest with ourselves because, unfortunately, we have a tendency to judge our own intentions and everyone else's actions. You know, if, if I'm late for a meeting, I've got a million excuses in my own mind, whether I voice them or not. Well, the traffic was bad and there was a delay here and this meeting went long and all this stuff. But heaven forbid someone else is late for the meeting. You know, this guy can't get his act together. He's always late. And, you know, we, we have a tendency to let ourselves off the hook. And we, we just can't do that if, if we want to succeed. We've got to hold ourselves accountable. I love the focus on accountability and on the uh, the truth telling, and uh, which is kind of also interesting because at the end of the column you talk about uh, looking in the mirror. Being being honest with yourself requires that you take a good look at that person in the mirror. Jim Stovall, you don't have to look in the mirror. What mirror do you look in? I know you have a mental mirror, and yeah, you do. In fact, it's. Uh... Boy, I carry mine around with me, unfortunately, and I have to look at it. But but it all begins when we're honest with ourselves. My, yeah. my bride, Crystal, was down in uh, Florida last week. Uh, uh, one of our relatives had an 80th birthday party. She went down, and while she was down there, she was asked uh, by a distant relative to go to a meeting. And it was quite an honor because uh, it was uh, she was receiving her recognition for 35 years of sobriety and went to an AA meeting. Well, Crystal had never sat through an AA meeting, and she said it was so amazing to, you know, before people get up and speak, they say their name, my name is whatever, and I'm an alcoholic. That's that's the beginning of everything, is when you admit where you are. And, and you know, that's the beginning of it. And you're right. And that, oh boy, that's a powerful moment. If no one's experienced that, and you have a friend who is an alcoholic and one of the greatest things you can do for them is to go to a meeting with them to support them, whether it's uh, their 35th day or their 35th year. It's really uh, quite a moving experience, but I never thought of that as being the mirror, Jim, but that mm-hmm. that's standing and declaring your reality. It's not your truth that so many people speak of in the squishy world. It's the reality. The reality is what it is, and you have to deal with it. And each one of us has to deal with our own reality. And as Jim points out at the very beginning of this week's great Winner's Wisdom column called Comparative Crisis, when you become mature enough to accept that reality, then you start down the path towards success, whatever it is for you. Jim, this is a great column this week. I I so appreciate spending time with you. And now you reminded me I have to go back and brush up on my Shakespeare, if you will. I have to go back and read Polonius words to Laertes again to make sure I get all of that right. Yeah, because I know there's got to be a lot of people around the country and in your vicinity that they they go to you for Shakespeare. If I need to advise, you know, any insight on Shakespeare, I mean, the name Michael Pelka is just right there. That's where you go. Just rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? Did you know Shakespeare had a car? I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not know that. Well, you remember in Macbeth when the horns do drive me mad? And and uh, the the drunken guard was saying, whence comes that knocking? Obviously, they had high lead in the fuel back then. So I, I think Shakespeare was hinting that he actually had a car. 
Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what has got us here today. It's thinking like that that has got us here today. Just set that aside. Focus on that maturity thing, Mike. You really need to. I'm going back and reread the column after this. Uh, people, please go to jimstovel.com and uh, download Jim's column every week, or better yet, sign up. It shows up in your inbox, and it's free. And then hang out with us, and we'll talk about it as well. Thank you, my friend. Be well. 